Welcome to the Afterwatch with LeVar and Phil. For today, <laughs> that's a new opening. That's the that's that's new opening. Well, uh, welcome back to the After Watch, that uh, podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows. That full spoiler conversation you have after watching something you love or hate. Um, I'm Phil. I'm Lavar. Did you memorize that? No. I oh, have it written down right here. <laughs> I thought you memorized it. Go stop. <laughs> awesome, you memorized it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Today's episode, we're going to briefly talk about uh, Spider Man Far From Home. It came out a few months ago uh, at the time of this recording. Um, yeah. But we figured uh, Phil just saw it. And yeah, uh, I figured just... we'd just talk about it real quick and see uh, what he had to think about it. What he had to yeah, say about it. Yeah. Well, I think first off, um, I, I'll say this I did not want to watch another Spider Man movie, especially <laughs> after Endgame. I thought this Marvel Cinematic Universe was done. Yeah. It was a wrap. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. We don't need anything else. True. Endgame was the period on the marvel cinematic universe quick question endgame and infinity war one movie or two movies do you consider it as one movie or two movies two really yep you think it works better as this because my co-worker said he sees it as one movie mm, nah i watching it too it's way too long to be one movie i mean gone it's, with it's, the wind is pretty long it's way longer than probably gone with the wind it's, it's like two gone with the winds it's Probably in total about four and a half hours, maybe five. Five? It's like probably five hours? Actually, yeah, you're right. About five hours. It's about five hours. <laughs> I, I I, don't know. I don't want to give a Marvel movie an epic length, but maybe, I guess you can consider it one movie, but I consider it two. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. I, can, I consider it two movies. Um, yeah, but yeah. after that, I didn't want to see any other, especially even Spider-Man films. But because, far, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't want to see any other Spider-Man films. But watching Far From Home, it actually is like, oh, okay, this is why there are Spider-Man films in the world. Not that, like, I was um, pleasantly surprised and wanted to see more of these characters. I thought it was fun. It was lighthearted. Um, they actually tackled a, a villain that, um, watching, like, the 90s TV show, I was like, oh, would they actually do this in live action? And I think they did actually a really good job of making him nice. pretty compelling. Nice. Like, with uh, Mysterio and stuff like that. So, I thought that was awesome. I thought the second coming of Spider-Man films was Into the Spider-Verse. I thought this is what new Spider-Man films should look like. But after watching Far From Home, I thought, like, actually, yeah, I would like to see more from, like, just standalone Spider-Man movies. Just putting them in outlandish situations. You know what? I It was a good movie. Yeah. It was an entertaining movie. But I, I was a little bit annoyed by the end of the movie. Oh, with all the robots and stuff? No, that that was fine. It was it was the the spoiler. The unmasking of Spider Man again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That 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 was, was annoying. It yeah. felt like A it felt like a little bit too early to do that. Yeah. And B, I think I've seen it before already. Whether right. it's in the comic books or in a previous movie, um, the um Sam Raimi version. Even right. though it wasn't uh broadcasted worldwide, mind you, in the Raimi version, but still I was like, eh. But it made me curious to see what would happen next with that. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like a daredevil thing where he's just like, like suspension of disbelief, where it's like, well, like, I like think, he's I just think living be... with people kind of knowing, but he's just always trying to be very careful to throw doubt on it. I don't know. Maybe I think he's going to be Spider Man on the run. 
Mm. Which I don't mind seeing. I just think it's a little bit too soon for that, in my opinion. Right, right, right. right. And and it's too much of. Uh, it, it reminds me too much of Tony Stark when he came out as a superhero as well. Right. So I find it just too much of a connection between. I understand the oh, connection, but right. too much of a parallel between Tony Stark and Spider Man. Spider Man being like the future um, Iron Man, and right. I would rather Spider Man be his own character, his own man, and be right. his own thing. I understand the connection, of course. Tony Stark by the time this movie came out has just died. Yeah. So obviously you can see Tony Stark's um, shadow over the whole movie. But in the future, I just want to see him as his own man doing his own thing, being the Spider-Man that I think the world deserves. Yeah, I never thought about that. This that like his identity being revealed as one of the connecting points with uh Tony Stark yeah. as well, too. I never I never thought of that. I know they're doing a lot of callbacks with him wearing the glasses and stuff like that. And you know, they're making that relation towards him being the new Tony Stark and yeah. then foreshadowing that. But I found that outside of the the special ending of the movie, I found that they did try to keep that contained as much as they as much as they could, which I thought was was pretty good. Because I felt with this film, I felt it had a better overarching like storyline. I thought it's better than I liked it better than um, Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. I liked it better than Homecoming, yeah. even though I thought Homecoming was good. Yeah. I thought it just was missing just that little bit of a spark to it to make it like like um, really memorable and stuff like that. I get you. But watching Far From Home, I thought it was unique. It was its own story. Even though we've seen tropes like it before, they've tackled it in a way that I thought was really, uh, was like, was cool. Just cool in general. Yeah. Just like the Mysterio character itself, like, I thought they were like this is. I thought they're going in a different direction. This is a good surprise. Like with like mm-hmm. um, Iron Man three, I know people were upset with the Mandarin not really being the Mandarin and him being a fraud and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where in Far From Home, I thought they actually pulled that off really kind of well. similar, but in the opposite direction. Yeah, like I felt they pulled off really, really well. It, you know, and just introducing like the cast of people helping to like is like a production company. You, it was Spider Man against a production company, you know which what? I thought was actually really cool. It is cool, and it works for the character Mysterio because yeah. in the comic books, I think he was like some kind of performance artist. At least yeah, one he's of them like were. a stuntman or something, something like that. like that, right? Yeah. And so the fact that there's a whole network of people helping him to pull off these big stunts and this big uh, um, spectacle. It makes sense, right? And all, all uh, uh, angry ex uh, Iron um, Tony Stark employees too works as well. So right, that tying was... that back in as well works as well. And I think what really tops it off, that makes it, uh, helps it sell, help sells it. Jake Gyllenhaal, yes, he's a quirky, quirky, uh, good looking, uh, kind of odd type of right um, uh, actor. Yeah, check out Nightcrawler if you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, he's like his his good movies are the kind of the creepiest, yeah, <laughs> creepy right. ones and off kilt ones. Um, but yeah, so I think if it wasn't for him, if the cast did anybody else in the world of Mysterio, I don't think it would have worked as well, right, with what they had planned for the character. But the fact that there was a twist that he wasn't what he seemed, even in the trailers. So because I because I read comics and I follow comics, I know who Mysterio is, right. But looking at the, I wonder if the average view who has no idea who Mysterio is, mm. seeing the trailers. Went into the movie thinking, okay, Spider-Man's gonna be fighting water and fire monsters, right? Because even for a brief second, I thought this is gonna be the whole movie, like right, right, right. At first, I thought it could be Hydro Man, a guy made out of water. Then I thought, nah. But then when you see his Mysterio in it, like nah, something's gonna happen, right? And right. something's gonna twist. But I like how Mysterio looked. I liked how his plan went off. I don't like the fact that Tony Stark left glasses <laughs> I like the that's glasses. connected to like the world's most powerful weapon and gave it to a kid that didn't seem to make sense to me right 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 he's not that responsible when I give it to 
any one of the other Avengers. Or to Happy. Yeah, even to Happy, but even I will say even to um well, she died. Uh <laughs> and he's gone. Okay, I don't know, somebody else. Falcon. There you go. Yeah, give it to Falcon. Give it to Falcon. Yeah. Something like that, right? Or his wife. Right, right, right. That part didn't make a lot of sense to me, but it did. It did make for some humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was really cool because it, it was kind of like an idea of passing the torch. I know, like in the news, they're talking about like Spider Man being like the the new face of the MCU and them trying to have that happen. But that can't I, happen. I know it can't happen because of the the Sony and Fox stuff. Yeah, that's not that's not right. even a good a wise move to make. Right. Find someone who's like MCU in house mm-hmm. and make them the face. I have no idea who that would be off the top of my head. Maybe. Guardians of the Galaxy, someone from there. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, maybe the fuck. I don't, yeah, Black Panther. Mm. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't. Yeah, no, no. He, he's too concerned about Wakanda. Is he? Yeah, he is. Is he now? Yeah, he is. Well, I couldn't tell when I watched <laughs> the movie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, overall, I think the movie was good. It was entertaining. Um, you you would watch another one because of this movie. Oh yeah, totally. I would. Like I, like I rarely buy DVDs. I know everyone's gone digital and stuff like that, but like. Or sorry, DVDs, Blu-rays, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I would want to own this and have this in in my collection I, and stuff I, like that. I buy DVDs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And right. some Blu-rays. And some Blu-rays. And some Blu-rays. Dep- yeah. Depends on the movie. <laughs> but yeah, but I really, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a fun movie. I, I like um Peter's um kind of arc in the movie. Like they gave him something to actually have to overcome and deal with in the story yeah. as well too. And that. It's it's just good storytelling. It's about him kind of again finding what his identity is outside of you know this great loss that he's experienced, technically for the second time, you know right like this great loss of a mentor figure, father figure, stuff yeah. like that, and him ri- like r- rising to the occasion of uh, taking on this mantle of being like his own hero and stuff like that. I don't know, man. If 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 it came down to me mentoring. Spider-Man, I probably wouldn't because his mentors keep on dying off. Yeah, you, Uncle yeah. Ben, he's, his dad died. Uncle Ben's dead. Tony Stark's dead. Yeah, I, I know, you know. And then he had Mysterio for a minute, and then Mysterio turned to be a bad guy, and then he eventually died. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe died. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, I thought that was, um, I thought that was really, really cool, and and just even the idea of like he just wants a normal life. Yeah, obviously, like, and that's like an obvious thing. Who would want like a ton of responsibility on their shoulders and stuff like that, you know, and that fight that he's struggling with, like he's just and it's taking into context everything that's happened in in like Endgame and the other MCU movies like he's seen like how far he has had he would have to be responsible. But he just you know he just kind of wants a girl. He just wants to live a happy life or whatever. And just that struggle is is present throughout. And, And they do a good job of um making that very physical like that that need that desire he has just to you know be normal get the girl stuff like that versus all the superhero shenanigans he has to, to deal with and stuff like that and they did a really good job playing both those things off e- off each other i like mj yeah she's MJ growing great up. i like her yeah, yeah. i think no, she, i thought the connection there and the back and forth between them worked well yeah it's it's funny it's it's rare to see like a really good kind of like just like kind of like a sweet like movie romance in a yeah. sense, you know, like yeah. wasn't that's gratuitous, not wasn't over the top, top. wasn't over sexualized. It was just an awkward girl with an awkward guy trying to work out their awkward feelings for each other, and just showing how we're all just so awkward inside. Yeah, right? yeah, that's how we're all normal. How we all won. No, there's another <laughs> movie that reminds us uh, 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 of awkwardness. 
uh, the Joker, which we'll talk about <laughs> in another episode. <laughs> wow, that movie. Um, I also liked uh, Ned Leeds, who plays his good friend. Oh, yes, yes, And yes. how I think him and what was the girl's name in the movie? Uh, I think, is it Betty? I think it's Betty. Is it Betty? Betty Brandt? I think it's Betty Brandt. And yeah. they didn't get along at the beginning of the trip. Yeah. So the premise is a class goes to Europe. Europe. You're going on a Europe uh, trip. But it yeah. looks like that was all manipulated by Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go on a class trip. And at the beginning, Betty and Ned don't really get along too well. And then during the flight over, they get along and end up dating while in Europe. Or become girlfriend boyfriend while in Europe. Down the way back, Europe to break up. Yeah, all the way back from your weather debate break. I up. thought that was like that was. I found that really funny. Just, yeah, I thought just, it was. Just, funny. <laughs> That's the thing. I really like the cast. Yeah, it's, it's, I like the chemistry. I like how they perform. It really works well. It's just that contrast of like, okay, this is what Peter wants. He wants he wants yeah. a girl and stuff like that. But then his friend, he doesn't want that, but gets what he wants. You know, it's yeah. just really really funny. Just it's that funny. juxtaposition of like him and Agni about this thing, versus seeing his friend like just easily just kind of fall into it and stuff like that. You know, that contrast is, was really cool and, and fun. Two big reveals in the movie. One, uh, J, J, J Jameson is back. Yeah. And the man who played him originally in the Sam Raimi, Raimi. version came back to right. play him, which I think is a good casting. He was great in those movies. Second reveal, um, Nick Fury and Mariah Hill wasn't the real Nick Fury and Mariah Hill. They were scrolls. Yeah. Now, I've never seen Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't think it will be anytime soon. Right. But apparently it stems from whatever happens in that movie. Mm. You saw Captain Marvel, right? I saw Captain Marvel to my regret. <laughs> Whereas the scrolls are shapeshifters. Yes. So I understand right. that part. But do you think these are seeds being sown for uh, the scroll invasion or something like that? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Because the scrolls like, are kind of good people in Captain Marvel, yes, right? Yes, they're, they're good in so Captain Marvel, I, right? Yeah, that gets so, it wouldn't work out then. Right. And even with the post credit scene as well, too, with Nick Fury, he, it shows him actually working with the scrolls, like to build something, like in the second. Yeah. Um, in outer space. Yeah, in outer space. So they're trying to build something. So I don't think there's going to be really a scroll invasion, but you may see scrolls kicking around in, in different movies. I think be that's, interesting. that's a missed opportunity because the scroll invasion, even though you think the comic books, the buildup was good, the payoff was not. Right. But the buildup was pretty decent. It'll throw some suspicion on who's the real person versus a, a scroll. That could be a cool thing they could have played out in the next few movies. Right. But I think the next movement they're going to make is probably, um, what did I hear? Was it Galactus? No. I can't remember. But, oh, yeah, I think they're going to be intro- maybe introducing, well, no, even phrase that. They are bringing in more space things. Right. You have the Eternals coming out early next year. Right, right. Um, Guardians of Galaxy had their third movie coming out in the year, I think, 2021. Um, and they have the rights back for Fantastic Four, so you probably see more spacey stuff. And since they already just casted Blade and Doctor, the new Doctor Strange movie is supposed to be a darker, more mysterious horror movie, maybe you'll see blade pop up in there maybe you'll see some demons or whatever ghost rider or something well my hope is with like i don't really want to watch any more marvel movies now after watching spider-man far from home i would watch more spider-man movies okay maybe at home on netflix (laughs) or you know on on blu-ray yeah maybe not go to the theater to pay money for it but i would still enjoy watching them what my hope is for the next phase of, of Marvel is that they do try to do more genre yes, films. Yes, specific movies, yeah. So instead of 
working with the similar formula they have for all their movies, action adventure, always comedic. They actually try to hit more genres with their with their films. Amen. You know, that that line up with like the characters a little bit more yeah. closely. Yeah. So like with Spider Man Far From Home, it is kinda like it's a coming of age story, kinda like Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, you know, it's Freaks and Geeks meets like superheroes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So and that really works, you know, having that awkward side of it, that kind of real kind of breakfast club sort of vibe yes, to it. Yeah. Right. That works, you know, and if they do that with the rest of the movies, I think that would provide a lot more longevity than the kind of the cotton candy that they keep kind of producing. Before we close out here, what do you think the theme of um, Far From Home is? Ooh. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to say because it is still kind of like um, it is kind of a coming of age kind of story like coming into your own type of type of thing and trusting um like trusting his own ability like trusting your own abilities and stuff like that i think it's something to do with deception yeah because nick fury isn't what he was mysterio wasn't what he was the experience mm-hmm. wasn't what Spiderman experienced so and even mary j mj rather um realizing that peter parker isn't really who he says he is mm-hmm. so that's about i think unveiling truth Mm-hmm. Or unveiling true identities, something along those lines. Right, right. But I think right. is it. Inter- I think the, if that is their theme, they played it pretty pretty well through the um, antagonist, through the um, uh, auxiliary characters and what have you. I think it it worked well in terms of. Um, I don't know how to phrase it, but pretty much seeing your true self or seeing right, right, right. You know, true identity, something like that. Right. So I think that is along the lines, and I do think that fits along the lines of that kind of coming of age type thing as well too i do they do play it very well off of endgame where it's not so married to it right yeah it's not it's very self-contained it's a funny thing they don't i don't i could be wrong but i don't think they ever mentioned anything in terms of an invasion or anything along those lines at the beginning they mentioned the blip with well, the blip, yeah, yeah like that. when everyone comes back and they're five years but, older. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. But Peter Parker don't really get into details and tell oh, yes, thing yeah. like that, right? Right. All the, the only connection to Endgame is the blip that they mentioned at the beginning, and kind of they kind of mention it and get out of the way, right? And then of course the the fact that Tony Stark is dead, right? And that's the only and that, and that makes sense because they were very close, right? So that actually makes sense. So I, I liked how they kind of distanced themselves from that. It's self-contained, but you see ramifications of what happened here, which makes sense. Right. Because if they never mention anything like that, it's like, okay, this is kind of weird. Why would you mm-hmm. have a movie so far removed, you know, emotionally and totally from what just occurred? But it was smart play. It's a yeah. smart made movie, I think. Entertaining. A few hiccups here and there, but it's not a write-off. Right. I enjoyed watching it. I saw it in theater. Yeah, it was, it was it was a good time. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, well, cool. I guess that's it for our talk on uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, if you want to hear our podcast, you can hear us on all your podcast purveyors. Um, uh, you can tweet us. Oh yeah, well, you can tweet us as well too at at after underscore watch or email us at uh, the afterwatch at pm dot me. Thank you for listening. All right, later, guys. Autobots, transform and roll out. 